This is All Rings Considered, a Lord of the Rings read-through. We are on episode 18, which is covering book two, chapter six, Lothlorien. And we have a lot to cover, so... We do. It, it, not just this chapter. I think this chapter and next chapter have a lot of thematic substance to them that we're going to have to really spend, spend a good amount of time here, I think, and, and really unpack this stuff because... If the Lord of the Rings has a central message, these two chapters are where a lot of it is coming out, I think. So I'll just start just with a quick summary of what this is about. I'll do the best I can uh, to make it as quick as possible. But beginning this chapter, they've just left Moria. Gandalf has died. The company sees the Mirror Mirror, this sort of alpine lake that is still and blue and reflects the stars. And Gimli and Frodo and Sam all have a good look in that. And then... They travel onward toward the woods of Lorien, where elves live. Uh, as they're traveling, Frodo does hear some footsteps, and he sees these like, pale set of eyes behind him. But he's the only one who sees these. He even tries. He even tells Gimli and tries to have him look back. And Gimli sees and hears nothing. So Frodo seems to have his senses sort of heightened, and he's he's detecting something out there. The company then comes to the outskirts of Lorien, and they are taken in by some of the elves that live there that are on the outskirts they go and take refuge in these sort of tree platforms like these big wood platforms that are in the treetops there and overnight frodo actually does see the same eyes there's some kind of creature sniffing around the trees like it's chased off by the elves and it's not an orc for sure but some kind of mysterious creature and then the chapter ends with them the company passing into lorian proper and a lot of sort of description and talk about what Lorien looks like uh, as this great legendary elven wood. And spoilers, it's just really pretty and beautiful. And yeah, there you go. I think that's that's the yeah. rough outline of the chapter as far as the events go. But there's actually a lot to be said about the various themes of the chapter. Here's, uh, do you here's want to what start I have us a, off there, Pip? Yeah, let's, um, I'm envisioning uh, sort of a lightning round. I have so many okay. notes. Let's just yeah. go back and forth. And then anything that we think is interesting, maybe tie a couple of these notes together and then at the end. Okay. All right. So first, um, Aragorn is leading the company again. And number one thing he does is he heals Frodo and Sam's wounds. And he also has some Athlias, uh like incense that kind of puts a healing mist about the area. All right. Pass. <laughs> Wait, what was this? What was this for? Oh, oh sorry. Like, <laughs> it's li- it's a lightning round. All right, so <laughs> the first I don't thing know what Aragorn, that means. In the, <laughs> you pass back and forth. So the first thing he does um, as a leader is he heals, and that's a big theme in this book. Is that it's a responsibility. Am I of, supposed to say that part? Are you supposed? To, are you like saying? No, I'm passing. Supposed- so now we'll go to the next thing, and then we'll come back to it if. Pass. So I don't, I don't give you a comment on Aragorn healing the people. You can okay. Well, I mean, if we're we're <laughs> that's so fine. No, I can do it this way. I just don't. I don't know what the format is. I'm confused. Um, let's as is so often. The case. <laughs> so I give. Do I give my own my note? My next note. Yeah. Then that's you give the your idea? next okay. note. You say pass, and then right. if we hit anything. Uh, okay we can deal with it or we can tie it in later okay my first note is that 
Boromir is really reluctant to go into Lorien, and he makes the case that we've every time we have say well, let's go into this weird place, it goes terribly. Uh, let's cross over this mountain, snowstorm. Oh well, let's go through these mines of Moria. Gandalf dies, and now you're telling me we got to go through these this forest. And he's kind of skeptical, and he says like in his land that this is kind of a perilous place it has a reputation of being a perilous place what i like here is that aragorn doesn't necessarily disagree with him he says there's definitely some stories in your land that are getting this wrong but it is perilous uh aragorn says it's perilous indeed fair and perilous but only evil need fear it or those who bring some evil with them so aragorn does not disagree with that that this is this is a perilous place he also says uh, in response to Barbier saying that nobody goes in there and comes out unscathed, everyone says, say not unscathed, but if you say unchanged, then maybe you will speak the truth. So there is something about Lorien that is perilous. It's dangerous, but in a good way. Like you're going to go in there and it's going to be maybe foreign and weird and strange and potentially dangerous if you have any kind of evil within you. But overall, this is like still a safe place. But it's, it's a different kind of safe than Rivendell, right? Rivendell is just the comforts of home. This is, Lorien's going to challenge you a bit. It's going to be weird and foreign and really push you to your limits. But, uh, and, that, and that's what makes it perilous. But but it's still a, a good place. Tolkien's definitely borrowing from medieval conceptions of like the realm of fairy and elves here. And uh, Tolkien himself actually did a translation of a Middle English poem called Sir Orfeo where a knight named Orfeo goes into sort of the fairy realm to recover his wife. It's actually sort of like an adaptation of the Orpheus myth from ancient Greek Greek myths, except instead of the underworld, he goes into like the fairy realm. And the idea there is that it's like this perilous, weird place. It's not necessarily bad, but it's just different, and it's kind of weird. Lorien's definitely like a step above in that it's definitely good still, but he does borrow this, the perilous aspect of it, the, the so foreign that it's almost dangerous all right pass <laughs> jesus christ here's my lightning strike okay response bormir's response what is this go- debate or is this like <laughs> reluctance to go into uh Lorien, actually he has this frustration that is uh seen kind of threaded throughout the chapters that bormir just wants to know the right thing to do and he wants quote a plain road though it led through a hedge of swords um he just wants to know the right thing to do and he's very yeah. frustrated um number two about uh la florian being very de- uh, perilous um there's this underlying theme that we see things being having contradictory properties things can be both dangerous and beautiful things can be both sad and uh worthwhile so, yeah. point number two, um, in this chapter, we see the world in decline um, expressed. Let's see. Here's a quote. When all the company had crossed, they sat and rested and ate a little food. And Legolas told them tales of Lothlorien that the elves of Mirkwood still kept in their hearts, of sunlight and starlight upon the meadows by the great river before the world was gray. Um, and so we hear uh, a bit of uh, prose that's related to the world being not this as great as it once was. Um, and when we actually reached Lorien, uh, it kind of shows a stark contrast of this amazing, beautiful place out of time, and you look out into the rest of the world, and it's gray and dark. Pass. All right, yeah, well, I'm building on that. The song about Nimrodel, the elf woman who doesn't make it to the ships, and her 
lover Amroth jumps from the ships and swims back to the shore and uh, because he would rather go find her than not than, than go on to the to the other country without her. I think is expressing this big theme of the Lord of the Rings, which is that the world is ultimately doomed to end poorly. And it's a question of what you do, given that that's the nature of the game, so to speak, that you you have lost in a lot of ways already, and you will lose. Well, what do you do in response? And this song that they, they sing here, I think, sort of shows that. I mean, what do you do? Well, you do like what Amroth does. Like, he, he leaves his ships, he swings he swims back to go find Nimrodel, and that's not going to happen. And it doesn't happen. I mean, for all intents and purposes, they, they're never seen again, neither of them, it's, it's said. So... At the same time, the sort of secondary theme going on underneath here is that things are not going to go as you think. Like maybe, yeah, you are kind of like doomed to fail, perhaps, though not entirely, right? Like you do need to like keep hope and, and do the right thing. But even if in the ultimate, very, very distant end, you are doomed to fail, things are going to go in sort of unexpected different ways So if you do, in fact, do the right thing. So here, Nimrodel is never seen again, but it's said that her voice lives on through the, the waterfall that they're next to and the river. I can't imagine Nimrodel ever expected that to be the fate, but it is. And it's not a bad one. In a way, she has her own sort of immortality. She lives on through the waterfall and the river and the stories and the songs. So, yeah, two big themes, I think, are actually coming across here in that, in that song. Pass. Okay, yeah. Um, going off of that, I have note, life is still beautiful. Um, so when Haldir, I think I'm pronouncing that right, Yeah. is, talking, so. is talking to Mary, and uh, he's asking about um, sort of the, the elvish lands closer to uh, the Shire. Mary says, I have never seen them. I have never been out of my own land before, and if I had known what the world outside was like, I don't think I should have had the heart to leave it. And Haldir mm. re- replies, Not even to see fair uh, Lothlorien? The world yeah. is indeed full of peril, and in, uh, and here's the line, The world is indeed full of peril, and in it there are many dark places, but still there is much that is fair, and though in all the lands love is now mingled with grief, it grows perhaps the greater. And so there's kind of that, that mix again of contradictoriness. Um, there's there's beauty in perilous things, but here they're talking about there is love mingled with grief, and it's yeah. it's actually more beautiful than than you might expect. Well, it's, it's love. Love is in, almost enhanced by the grief. Right. Love being mingled with grief enhances it, makes it better. We see that we're going to see that a lot in these couple chapters that these to the elves, these woods that they live in are dying, and yet that almost doesn't make them. It almost makes them more worth fighting for than otherwise same with sort of like the world in general here and yeah yeah and the last thing i'll say about that there is um Halier is talking about uh lorian and he says alas for loria or lothlorian that i love it would be a poor life in a land where no malern grew but if there are malern trees beyond the great sea none have reported it and so he's kind of comparing uh lorian to well he's really comparing life itself to heaven um and he's yeah. saying well heaven doesn't have malern trees and so i would actually be missing that and so there's something about uh being in a world where there there is imperfection although lorian itself is you know described as kind of being perfect um but being in the real world being alive there's something 
uh, about it not being perfect. Yeah. All right. Pass. Okay. Oh, wait, shoot. I got so hung up because my next note actually was the line you just pointed out about love mingling with grief. So, uh, hold on then. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So my next note besides that one was on the same page or at least same rough area about how the elves say that Gimli, specifically Gimli as a dwarf, can only come through the woods if he goes blindfolded. And then Gimli, of course, gets all fussy about this. Rightfully so. I think it's fair. And Aragorn says, look, here's the compromise. Let's all go here. Let's all go through here blindfolded. And then Legolas gets fussy and says, well, I shouldn't have to do that. (laughs) And so you get this back and forth. And they all do eventually agree that they will all go blindfolded. And that will be fair. But they have these remarks about how um, Legolas says, Alas for the folly of these days. Here all are enemies of the one enemy, yet I must walk blind while the sun is merry in the woodland under leaves of gold. Haldir then says, Folly it may seem, indeed in nothing is the power of the Dark Lord more clearly shown than in the estrangement that divides all those who still oppose him. And read that line and thought 2018 in the United States of America that that is too real, (laughs) right? I mean, I think so much of our own political problems come from like a refusal to sort of coalition build uh, well, at least, excuse me, a refusal of sort of one broad spectrum of the political <laughs> sphere refusing to coalition build. The other one seems to have no problem with it. People on the right are very good. They're fantastic. I mean, you know, I think they said, I'm going to get really topical here for the first time on this podcast, but uh, more evangelical Christians voted for Donald Trump, a non-Christian, than did for Mitt Romney in 2012. They were more unified to vote for him. I mean, they're, they're fantastic at that, that kind of coalition building, right? Whereas people on the left really struggle with this. Um, do you sh- do you understand yeah. what a lightning round is? Because it seems like I do not. <laughs> it I seems like that. you I, are unfamiliar with the concept. Blizzardly said I was not. So <laughs> correct. Anyway, resonant line. Fine. What do I do? Do I say pass now? Pass. <laughs> um, well, I actually I had that line marked as well um, because right in this area there is yeah it's just this chapter is just full of it's a big. It's a big sampler of themes. Here we have when Haldir is, is talking to Gimli, who is upset. He says, uh, I do not doubt you, um, yet this is our law. I am not master of the law and cannot set it aside. And you have this theme kind of more towards later uh, in the book about can our, who has authority to do what and when. When can you yourself decide about what is right and wrong? And when do you have a responsibility to the uh, agreements that you've made? Interesting. I mean, interesting that Haldir goes with, you know, following the law sort of by the letter. And he's kind of undercut later because he does come back later and says, oh, actually, we just got word from the Lord and Lady of the Wood. And they said, all of you can walk without blindfolds. So uh, maybe if he had sort of done the right thing, he would have been confirmed later that he was in the right. So, okay. Thanks to this lightning round format. I'm good. I'm out. Yeah, me too. Um, I have my favorite line and then a, uh, a note about it. Awesome. All right. What's your favorite line? All right. So I think I'm going to read the whole paragraph because it's really good. Yeah. All right. So we're at the very end of the chapter when Frodo is um, meeting up with Aragorn in uh, Lothlorien. They had been separated for a time to explore a little bit and they came back. And Frodo sees Aragorn 
For oh, the grim yeah. years were removed from the face of Aragorn, and he seemed clothed in white, a young lord, tall and fair, and he spoke words in the elvish tongue to one whom El- uh, Frodo could not see. Arwen Vanamelda Naramai, he said, and then he drew a breath, and returning out of his thought, he looked at Frodo and smiled. And here's my favorite line. <clears throat> here is the heart of Elvenim on earth, he said, and here my heart dwells ever, unless there be a light beyond the dark roads that we still must tread, you and I. Come with me. And taking Frodo's hand in his, he left the hill of Karen Aramoth and came there never again as a living man. And I love that line because this chapter is all about this theme of what to do with life and how it's temporary. I love the sort of prose that Tolkien kind of moves in and out of saying things the characters know and then moving out from their perspective and talking from like an omniscient narrator. I think he does that really well. Um, And here's just this very touching moment of Aragorn being mortal and being in this beautiful place, enjoying it very much and taking advantage of it. And then we know that that's uh, he will never be there again. And so he did the sort of the thing that you're supposed to do is really kind of like treasure the moments that you have. And let's see what else do I want to mention about this. Oh, and in this chapter, um, actually the word breath comes up a lot in this chapter. Like I searched through and it's actually really common, um, more common than it is in any other chapter. And I think this chapter mentions a lot about breathing because this chapter is a lot about life um, and about how to kind of, like I said before, treasure the moments that you have. Um, so I really like this very sad. I mean, it's very sad, like not being, you know, coming. It's very sad Aragorn being in this beautiful place and not coming back. And, it's you know, it like kind of hits you in the chest, but it's still beautiful. So that's my favorite line. Nice. Yeah. So mine is thematically relevant. It comes right after the uh, love is now mingled with grief line. After that, Haldir continues speaking and he says, some there are among us who sing that the shadow will draw back and peace shall come again. Yet I do not believe that the world about us will ever again be as it was of old, or the light of the sun as it was aforetime. Thematically, this is what I was getting at earlier, in that the, the, in a way, you've already lost, right? In the big picture, in the big scheme of things, we have have all lost. Like, the world will end, things will go poorly eventually. Even if you have some kind of victory, against Sauron in this case, um, the world's not going to ever quite be exactly the same. And this is a kind of theme Tolkien draws out, not just about societies and big picture things, but about just people in their lives. We're going to see it happen with all the characters. They're not going to be able to come back from this and be the same. Even if they go physically back to where they came from, it's not going to be the same ever again. Like what's in the past is in the past forever. I like that theme. And it's something we're going to really see a lot of in the book. We have already seen a bit, a bit of it. And uh, Lauren does do a lot of, this chapter brings up too, a lot of like fun stuff with time that is interesting. What's that passage where Frodo's, he's on the hill that's the, the grassy hill and it's all beautiful. And he's, it says something about how like time doesn't seem to stay here. And Frodo kind of feels like even if, Yeah, here's the line. It says, Frodo felt that he was in a timeless land that did not fade or change or fall into forgetfulness. When he had gone and passed again into the outer world, still Frodo the wanderer from the Shire would walk there upon the grass. Yeah. So Tolkien's playing with with time here a little bit, but also has these reminders in lines like I picked out of, 
you know, this actually does come <laughs> to an end in, in some way and you can't go back. So we have covered many things. We have. Um, we have talked about our favorite lines. Charlie, you know as well as I do that it is now time to rate the name of this chapter. Yeah. The name of this chapter is Lothlorien. How many rings out of 10 does Charlie give it? I, I got to give it just the average five because all it is is just describing the setting. It's just the name of the setting that they're in. So <laughs> I don't know. That's really, you could do worse because you could be an original or something, you know, stupid, but you could do a heck of a lot better. Okay. <laughs> you could describe what happened. I don't know. So that's just me. What I, I got to think about like, what would I name it instead? That I don't know. Do you have any idea for that? What, what should this be named instead? I think maybe something about the Malern tree. Okay. Doesn't that play more of a, a bigger role in the next chapter, though? Yeah. Hmm. But, I mean, we haven't gotten there yet, so spoiler. Yeah. You could call it Into the Woods. All right. And join us next time for <laughs> Chapter 7, The Mirror of Galadriel. Should be a good one. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.